Can you guys hear the rooster in the background? It's like nine o'clock. Dude, everyone's up. All right, welcome to episode 59 of the podcast, dude. Thanks for joining me today. Today is going to be a recap of the past two weeks of shooting my successful podcasting course, the video section of my successful podcasting course with Corey McCabe. He came up from San Antonio. I talked about this more in the previous episode, but if, if this is your first time listening, so I wrote this course and had the video guy for the Sean West Network come up and help me shoot it in my bedroom. So that was really, really great. And I learned, oh my gosh, I learned so much in the past two weeks. It was just really, really incredible. So I wanted to share seven lessons, seven things that really stood out to me from the whole experience. And hopefully, I'm hoping that this will help and inspire a few people who are thinking about starting to shoot their own videos or shoot their own screencast course. A lot of the stuff, it's what I wish I would have known a couple of weeks ago, but just wanted to share some lessons. So it's going to be a pretty quick, punchy show because I've actually got all the video gear loaded up in my car. I've got to drive it back down to Sean McCabe's house and give it back to him. So just going to share the lessons and and it's going to be a quick, punchy episode. So without further ado, let's jump in. Episode 59, two-week recap. Hope you're having a great day today. It is August 1st. My birthday is next week. I'm excited. Third, going to be 31. It's a good year. All right. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Aaron Dowd. If this is your first time listening, hi. I help people make awesome podcasts. That's that's the point of this show. That's what I try to do with the writing that I do and the podcasting that I do and now the video courses that I do. So I'm, I'm 30 years old. I live currently, I live near Fort Worth, Texas, and I've been helping people make podcasts for years now. I, I love it. Podcasts are amazing. So in this episode, I wanted to share seven lessons that I've learned over the past two weeks of shooting my the video lessons for my successful podcasting course. So let's go ahead and, and jump right in. Number one, this is a, one of the biggest things I realized is that writing for a podcast is great practice for writing for a course. So a lot of people, I talk about how important it is to write, write out your episodes, think about the takeaways, think about what you want to say, prepare some headlines, and then write and some some people do this. A lot of people do. I think the best shows do. But as I was going through this course and, and preparing for it and, and producing it, I had a realization that this this all was so much easier for me because I've spent the past year writing out podcast episodes, getting comfortable with outlining, with structuring the content of the episode in a way that makes sense. This all translated really, really perfectly to an online course. Because I thought about, with this course, I thought about the outcome that I wanted for, for the person who would be watching it, which is to really, really walk them through step-by-step step how to prepare a great podcast, grow an audience, make money with their podcast. So, so I had to think about the structure of the lessons. So I would say, if you want to write a course someday, if you want to do an online course someday, writing blog posts, writing out scripts for podcast episodes is really, really good practice. Okay, number two. You, <laughs> I like this. You probably sound more boring than you think you do. Don't stress, don't stress too much about it, but, but keep working on this. And I keep learning this over and over. If, if you talk to a camera or if you talk into a microphone the way that you talk normally, like in person, 
then you'll probably come across as kind of flat or boring. And this, some people are more naturally dynamic. They're just high energy or just interesting or just kind of fired up for some reason all the time. But I'm not one of those people. I'm, I'm pretty mellow. I'm usually pretty chill. And so watching, reviewing the first course that, the first video lessons that I shot for my course, I realized, wow, I, I kind of look kind of bored. But I didn't let it get me down, and, and you shouldn't let it get you down either. If you're going to be doing video or podcasting, just listen back, review, and then try to think about ways that you can inject some more melody into your voice. So this is exaggerating the way you talk. This is going up and going down, as Roger Love says in his excellent videos. Check that dude out on YouTube. Don't freak out too much about it, but but really work on your presentation because you do want to sound more interesting and more exciting on your recordings. So number three, collaboration can lead to incredible growth. Incredible growth. Like the past two weeks of working with Corey, he's a video guy and I'm starting to get into video. But the past two weeks with working with him have just been insane for my personal growth because I got to watch him set up. I got to see how he thinks about setting up a frame for a video and how he does lighting and how he does working with the audio stuff with the microphones and all this. I just learned a ton, a ton in the past two weeks. And now I'm thinking like, hmm, I've been working out of my home for the past two and a half, three years. And I feel like I might be missing out. I might be missing out by not going and and spending time and working with other people at least a couple times a week. I, I, I still like to have my alone time so I can focus. I like isolation to think and to write and to to work. But working, collaborating, it's so valuable. And so I, I'm thinking about ways, maybe checking out some co-working spaces. Maybe I'll move down to San Antonio next year so I can spend more time with Sean and Corey at the, the Sean West office. Yeah, so collaborate, get around people who are doing things kind of related to what you want to be doing or that you're interested in doing, and it'll just accelerate your growth. All right, number four, set a deadline. Set a deadline and then find someone to hold you accountable to that deadline. You know, I've been thinking about doing this course for a couple of years. I was always talking about, I was like, yeah, someday I'll do a course. I'm going to do a course. Yeah, totally. I'll do a course. It didn't, it didn't happen until we set a deadline. And I talked about this in the last episode, but at the beginning of the year, we planned out the year and we said, all right, Sean, my boss, Sean, is going to block off July to write a book. So Corey's not going to have any video to shoot. So that's when I'll shoot the video for my course. And so I was, a, it wasn't just setting a deadline, but it was being accountable because he's going to come up, Corey was going to come up here and help me shoot the course. So I knew I had to have everything ready by July. And this helped me focus. This really gave me the drive to finish all this stuff, to spend the time to think about it, to not just let it be a thing that happened in my free time or on the weekends or something. It really gave me a ton of, ton of focus. So set a deadline and then find someone to hold you accountable. I don't, I don't know if like announcing it publicly is, is the best idea, but maybe like in this case, if you can hire someone to say, okay, three months from now, I'm going to hire this person and they're going to come and help me work. That can really, really help you. It just get your butt in motion. <laughs> That's what you have to do. You just, you just have to sit down and do the work. So a deadline and accountability is huge for that. Number five, don't use other people's success as an excuse to quit. 
Don't use other people's success as an excuse to quit. Learn from them. See how they did it. See what they did right. Try to learn from their mistakes if you can. But don't look at somebody and just go, and and I've, I've done this, go like, man, that's just too good. They're just too good. I can't do it that well. I can't do that well, so I shouldn't even try. Can't let that, can't let that jealousy or envy of what somebody else is good at keep you from trying something. You know, there's lots of people who, who have done amazing, amazing courses about podcasting, about everything. I mean, I'll use Sean for this example. He's, he's practiced. He's done hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of videos. He's really good on camera. I'm still new to it. I'm still a couple months in. I've, I've maybe done dozens, definitely not hundreds of videos, and I'm still learning. And there was this voice in the back of my head that was like, if, if you can't be as good as him, then you shouldn't do this course. But I realized that I have to go through this process, and you do too. You have to go through the process of learning for anything, whether that's writing blog posts, doing a course, doing podcasts, or doing video. Anything, you have to go through that process. You can't look at other people. If you're, if you're a musician, you can't look at the best of the best people and say, if I can't do it that well, then it's not worth doing at all. You should learn from those people and take inspiration from those people and do your best, but you're, you're just going to have to do it. You're going to have to practice. Number six, be willing to share your opinion sometimes. You don't have to get everything right 100% of the time. Sometimes it's more important to say what you believe. And in this case, there was a situation where during the second week, during the weekend and the second week of shooting this course, there's a, there's a module in my successful podcasting course where I talk about making money with podcasting. And I was going to talk about ads. I was going to talk about ads and I was going to talk about Patreon. And I had a conversation with Corey and we started talking about it. And I said, Corey, I, I, I don't recommend people do ads. I don't even really recommend people do Patreon. There are a few good reasons to do Patreon. Mainly, it allows you to provide additional value to your supporters, which I'm a fan of, and that's how I think the best podcasts are. They 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 create something for free. This is called content marketing. Create something free that's valuable to their audience, and then they create even more valuable content and offer that for sale. And that's a really good that's a really good way to make money with something. But I said I I got this whole lesson about how to sell ads and how to do it in a way that makes sense for your audience, but I feel kind of weird about it. He says, why do you feel weird about it? I said, because I, I feel like ads are kind of hostile to the user, to the, to the listener. You know, they don't, they don't really want to hear ads. It's like everyone has to pull out their phone at that point. I listen to podcasts on bike rides a lot. And anytime an ad comes on for some of the shows I listen to that have ads, I've got to like lean over off my bike and like flick up the little thing on my Apple watch and hit skip forward 30 seconds or pull out my phone. And it's like, I'm I'm distracted. I'm not paying attention to the road. I, I just I just I just don't believe in ads. He said, just just say that. I said, well, I don't know. That that's just my personal opinion. I was talking to Sean about this too, and he's like, yes, that's people are coming to hear what you think. They they've got trust in you. You've established yourself as someone who's really passionate about podcasts. They're not buying this course so you can tell them what everybody else thinks they should do. They they want to know what you think they should do. And that's so and that's so true in life. I was I was just thinking about like, well, this is how everyone does it. It 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 takes a certain amount of bravery to say, you know what? No, I don't think you should do it that way. There are gonna be people who disagree with me about ads. 
And that's fine. That's fine. You'd not ever, I don't have to be right about this, but this is just what I think. And so be willing to share that and, and be confident. If you have, if you've done the research, if you've thought about it a lot, be confident in what you think and, and share your opinion sometimes. People are going to disagree, but, but I believe that it's more important to say what you think, say what you mean, and be confident in that. Okay. Number seven. When you're doing something difficult like this, like shooting a course, making a podcast like you've never done, you've never done a podcast before, you never shot a course before, you've never done video, you've never given a talk on stage or something, you're going to be nervous. I was so, so nervous. I just staying up late at night, just, it was, it was hard. I was excited. I was excited, but I was freaked out too. Try to stay in the moment and try to enjoy the work and the journey. There's so many things to worry about when you're doing some kind of creative work. You wonder if people will like it. You, you'll, you wonder if anyone's going to enjoy it, if anyone's going to learn from it, if anyone's even going to buy it or listen to it or pay any attention to it. And all that stuff can really, really drag you down and, and kind of suck the fun out of creating things for other people, which is fun. And, it, and, it, and it's rewarding, especially when other people enjoy it, when other people say that it was valuable and helpful to them. It's amazing. So try to stay focused on the positive things and not beat yourself up too much about everything. Just, just really try to understand that you're doing the best that you can right now. You prepared, you've thought about it, you're not going to be perfect, but do the best that you can right now and understand that this is great because you're, you're creating something, you're learning, you're moving forward. So just try to stay in the moment and try to enjoy the work and the journey because you will get better the more you do something. You know, my next course is going to be way, way better than this course. Most of my podcast episodes are better than my previous podcast episodes. Yeah. <laughs> people go back and listen to the first one. Oh my gosh. Woo. That was, I wasn't, you know, it was good. I've, I've done fine, but well, I'm not super proud of my older episodes. I'm glad I did them, but I've gotten better. So I try to enjoy the journey. You don't have to get everything right the first time or even the second time or the third time. All right. So that's going to do it for the show today. Quick recap. Let's just go through these one more time. Number one, Writing for a podcast is great practice for writing for a course. Number two, you probably sound more boring than you think you do. Don't stress too much about it. Keep working on it. Keep trying to improve. Number three, collaboration can lead to incredible growth. So go out there and find some people who are doing things that you want to learn how to do and try to work with them. Number four, set a deadline and try to find some accountability this can really, really help with those projects that you've been talking about doing for a while and you just haven't got around to yet. Number five, don't use other people's success as an excuse to quit or not start doing something. Learn from them, be inspired by them, but you've got to go through this journey by yourself. Number six, be willing to share your opinion sometimes. You, you don't have to get everything right 100% of the time. Say what you believe. And finally, number seven, try to stay in the moment try to enjoy the work and the journey. So that's the show for today. Kind of quick, kind of punchy, but I've got to go take a bunch of video gear down to San Antonio. So got to head out. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate a review on iTunes, the podcastdude.com slash iTunes. That'd be great. Uh, if you want to learn more, head over to seanwest.com 
slash membership. Actually, if you if you want to learn more, head over to seanwest.com. That's really it. it. Like if you want to learn, if you enjoy learning, if you're like me and you love reading books and you love listening to podcasts and you love watching tutorial videos, seanwest.com is the place to learn, especially if you're trying to grow and, and build a sustainable audience. It's just, it's really amazing. We do live shows. If you want to join, become a member and support us. We do live shows. We're producing a bunch of mini courses that you'll get, you'll get access to. And there's so many benefits. I just really encourage you. The community there is awesome. The people here are awesome. And we're all very, very passionate about, about learning. And the, the, you know, the, the yearly price is going up August 31st. So jump on it. Like get, if you've been thinking about this, if you, you've been hearing me talk about this for, well, what, 50 episodes now? You're like, you need to be here. You really need to be here. Since, since meeting Sean and, and becoming a part of this community, my, I've, my personal growth has just skyrocketed. I learned so much from everyone here. I'm so inspired by everyone here. You need these kind of positive people in your life. The, the people that are doing things that you want to be doing that will encourage you in a, in a positive way. There's so much negativity on the internet and we do not have that here because we really only attract these positive people, these people that care about other people, that are passionate about what they do, that are excited about what they do. It's the best way to grow and it's the best way to learn. SeanWest.com, really, really great. If you want to follow me, I'm at the podcast dude on Twitter. You can email me, Aaron at the podcast dude.com. I like emails. Emails are fun when I'm not preparing for a course. <laughs> I had to I just stopped doing email for a while while I was writing. Okay. Let's uh let's get out of this. Oh, one last thing. I don't say this very often, but I'd really, really love it if you had headed over to the podcastdude.com and signed up for my email list. I send out episode recaps every single week along with little personalized messages. It's really, really fun. And I'll keep you updated with the course stuff too. So check it out, podcastdude.com. Sign up for the email list. Now I've got a five-hour drive. Woo! Oh, you know what? Dang it. I was going to do the questions before the after show. Oh, well, questions after the after show. Got a couple great questions, so I will answer those here in a second. And then I'll be done. It's my podcast. Do what I want. Okay, you know what? Actually, before I jump to questions, I just wanted to mention this. I meant I meant to mention this in the pre-show, but I actually I don't know if you if you've listened to last week's episode or not, but I kind of messed it up a little bit. So the setup I had Corey McCabe with me. We were talking about shooting the first week, how that went, and I set him up with one of the Rode NTG shotgun microphones because I've got a couple dynamic microphones, but I didn't have a second pop filter for him. And I thought, yeah, oh, the shotgun microphone will be fine. So we were facing each other, and the mics were kind of back to back. We were about four feet, apart, uh, three or four feet apart, and we didn't have 
this is partially my fault. I won't put any blame on Corey, but we had too much space between his microphone and him. So normally, like with this with this um, Sure Beta 87A that I'm using that I really, really like, I'm only about two or three inches away from it. I've got a pop shield in between me and the mic to help with some of those p- sounds. <laughs> and so since I wasn't using a, a pop shield on the shotgun microphone, you generally set those a little bit further away, maybe 16 inches or so. 12 to, 12 to 18 inches is pretty standard. But he was a little bit further away from his shotgun microphone, which meant that I had to turn the gain up to get a proper level, which meant that his voice was actually kind of bouncing off of a wall and coming into the microphone. So he sounded like he he had much more room sound in his microphone, in his recording. And then whenever I would talk, my voice would actually bounce off the walls and get picked up in his microphone because the input because of the input gain, how high it was. So it basically, my voice became an echo in his track. So I had to go through and cut out every section where he wasn't talking. And I also had to do some, some adjustments. Like I had to scoot his, his track over to the left a little bit, which moves it up in time a little bit so that my track, there wasn't so much of an echo between my track and my voice hitting his track. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, lessons learned. It didn't end up being too bad. But if you go back and you listen to episode 58, you can kind of hear it. And he, there are certain times where I'll laugh loudly or I'll talk and he's talking at the same time. You can kind of hear my voice in his track in like it's kind of an echo. So just lessons learned. If next time, if I could do it again, I'd move the shotgun microphone closer to him and I would turn down the input gain just a little bit. Mike, uh, Mike, that that's Mike technique. It's huge. It's huge. So, okay, a couple of questions here. And thanks, Ed. Appreciate you listening to the show. Ryan Magner had asked, how much of your plans pretty much stayed the same through shooting? In other words, did you plan a lot and stick to it, or did you plan loosely and move things around as need be? I think you're talking about the course. The course was... Hmm, I'm trying to think of how to... So the course was nine modules. It was basically a step-by-step process to thinking, like planning out a podcast, buying the gear, setting up the gear, recording the gear talking about getting guests on the show, how to interview guests, uh, getting the show into iTunes, the hosting, you know, podcast file hosting and website set up, and then next steps kind of things that don't necessarily fall into any of those other modules, but are still really important for a successful podcast. That stuff was all, the, the, the structure of the course was all outlined and all prepared. And I thought about it a lot and I said, okay, what do I need to do first? What do I need to do second? Because I want to walk people step by step through making a great podcast because there is a process. So that was all set. Most of the writing was done. I'd say I said in last the last episode, 70% of my course was like basically scripted out. So I stuck to that. There were a few things that Corey and I went over in the beginning. He was like, this doesn't quite make sense. Maybe we should word this a little bit differently. I said, yeah, okay, cool. That was nice. But then the last 30% of the, there were a couple, I'd say three of the modules were outlined and written in a way that I kind of normally do podcast episodes, but I needed to have scripts for the teleprompter because I read all these things for off the teleprompter for the videos. And I ended up writing all of module eight. So making money with podcasting, I ended up, I had, I had some content prepared before Corey got here. But after talking about it after the first week, I realized that I wasn't happy with it. So I went back and rewrote the whole module, which ended up being something like 
3,000 words, 4,000 words. So I, so I wrote that whole module again. So I would say, to answer your question, Ryan, about planning, everything was pretty much planned out. The, some of the writing changed, some of the, some of the wording changed, but I thought about the whole outline of the, of the course, kind of like, it was a lot like writing a book, had all that stuff finished and set in place before we started shooting, which was really, really huge. If, if I would have had to write much more than I wrote, or if I would have had to think about the outline beforehand, it would have taken up way more time and it was just way better for me. It was a better use of our time with Corey here to have that stuff prepared and ready to go. So I hope that answers your question, man. Austin had asked, Austin Saylor asked, did you read through or practice the script before shooting? Some of it, yes. Most of it, no. And that was a mistake. I wish I would have done that differently. I wish I would have read every single script, every single lesson. There ended up being 75 lessons. I should have read every single one of them out loud, recorded myself reading them out loud, just because that's a little bit more serious. Because I learned a lot from reading from a teleprompter. I'd read this paragraph and just be like, why did I write it that way? (laughs) Oh, that doesn't make sense. So some of that, I I rewrote some of that stuff. But no, I, I, I did not read through or practice most of the script before shooting. And again, this is, I've had good practice over the past year of writing out podcast episodes. So this was really, really helpful. But there were still a lot of places where if I would have read it out loud, I would have noticed that, okay, that doesn't sound, that doesn't come out right. doesn't come out like I thought it would if, you know, when I wrote it. So I should have done that. I should have. And I would say anyone, even if you're not going to read from a teleprompter, even if you're not going to use a teleprompter, write out everything you have to say about whatever the video is that you're doing or the, the I don't know about screencast. We'll talk about that in a second. But write it out because even if you don't end up reading it, Writing it out and reading it out helps you refine your voice, your message, and it gets you practicing saying these words and, and saying these sentences. It's hugely valuable, hugely valuable. So definitely try to write out scripts and read them out loud before you record a video. All right, Felipe asked, when doing a screencast, how much of what you're recording should be scripted and how much should be improvised? since you'll be using a software and interacting with it at the same time? That's a great question, man. Um, this is something I've been thinking about. For my GarageBand for Podcasters course, mini course, that I recorded uh, last month, I just did a, like a very detailed outline because I wanted to know what I was going to like say, what like the steps that I was going to walk people through. It was good. I don't think... The, the thing with that was is that I was recording a video with my webcam in addition to recording a screencast. I was going to put those two things together. So it wouldn't have worked out for me to be reading a script while you can't read a script while interacting with the screen. So I do think it, like I said earlier in the, the previous question, I do think it would have been hugely valuable for me to read out, write out and read out a script and then do the screencast course. But what I really like is keeping the screencast videos short if possible. So three, four, five minutes. I, I used to do this thing where, and I think at the beginning of this GarageBand for podcasting course, I did a video and it ended up being like 10 minutes and it was really hard. And not only that, but I think people prefer watching videos that are a little bit shorter because it kind of, it like, it feels like you move through it quickly. I downloaded, um, so this guy, David Sparks, who does a great podcast called Mac Power Users, 
he created a screencast series about OmniFocus, which is a popular task management app for the Mac and for iOS. He updated this screencast course that he did a couple of years ago, recently updated it, provided it to me for free, which was really nice of him. So I downloaded it last night. This is a three hour video file, three hours and 10 minutes of a screencast about OmniFocus. And I don't know. I, I understand why it makes the download easier. But at the same time, he, he, record, he didn't record it all at the same time. He recorded it in chunks and put it together later. But for me as a, as a viewer, I think there's upsides and downsides to that. Personally, I want to give people three to five minutes of almost just like single tasks. It's, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately too. Focusing on serving my audience. So there's this question, how do I do this thing? You start with the outcome. You, well, you want to learn how to do this thing. This is what my screencast is about. So if you want to learn how to do this, here's the, here are the steps. Sometimes that can be a three to five minute video. Sometimes it might need to be a little bit longer, but I like, I like just taking these things in short chunks. So go back to scripting and improvised. I don't know. I, I think the best thing to do is to try it and figure it out. I know some people like to do the screencast and then record the voiceover or record the voiceover first and then do the screencast. I actually haven't done that yet, but I think I'm going to try it because I want to see. Because I tend to kind of improvise, but I'm also a little bit more comfortable with improvising. Just a little bit. I mean, I didn't write out this whole entire episode, so a lot of this imp- episode was improvised. Maybe it's a little bit better. Maybe it's not. I like to prepare. I like to write. So practice it and figure out what style works best for you. If you're comfortable on camera, if you're comfortable talking and kind of having a good time and like showing that to the webcam, if you're even doing a webcam, if you're doing, I think if you're, if you, so if you're going to do a video, like a little webcam and include it in the corner, then I think improvising will be necessary. If it's just going to be the screencast and you're going to just walk people through stuff step by step, then I think rec- writing out a script, recording the narration, and then recording a screencast along with it later to put it together. I think that'll be a that'll I think that'll turn out better. So Felipe, I hope that answered your question. For all the rest of you, I'm gonna head out, drive down to San Antonio now, take Shauna's video gear back. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you have a fantastic rest of the day. Hope the weather is good where you are. If you're in Texas, it's really hot, but for the it'll be nice for the next hour or two. So get a lot of stuff done this week. If you have any questions, post them in the chat. I like this conversation. I like talking about this video stuff because it, it feels like a big step forward for me. It's kind of the, the next step, the, the evolution of, of me as a podcaster. And I've been really excited to get into it and to do this. It's been fantastic. So I'll leave you with that. Have an excellent rest of the week. Get lots of stuff done. And I will talk to you next week.